means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 6th edition of the sunny side of sports. Let's tip off with pro basketball. Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James is on the verge of breaking perhaps the NBA's most revered record. I think it's one of the greatest records in sports in general. I think it's up there with the home run record um, you know, in baseball. Um, it's just one of those records that um, you just don't ever see or think that would be broken. I grew up being a historian of all sports and understanding I didn't I don't have the number like planted in my head the, the actual real number. I know it's thirty eight something, but I know it's been Kareem in my whole life. Um so um it's pretty cool. The number is thirty eight thousand three hundred and eighty seven the point scored by the now-retired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar during his Hall of Fame basketball career. LeBron James is now 36 points away from breaking Kareem's mark and becoming the NBA's career-scoring leader. LeBron scored 27 points over the weekend as the Lakers lost to the New Orleans Pelicans. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. LeBron James moved closer to the NBA all-time scoring record, but the Pelicans entered a 10-game losing streak by defeating the Lakers 131-126. James had 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists, putting him 36 away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring mark. I just want to win. Um, you know, I can play the game the right way. Um, See what happens. His finger roll gave L.A. a 12-point lead in the third quarter. Brandon Ingram poured in 35 points, and C.J. McCollum added 23, including a late three. Anthony Davis had 34 points and 14 rebounds for the Lakers. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. LeBron James and the Lakers will be back on the court Tuesday night when they host the Oklahoma City Thunder And we'll have to wait and see if it's a thunderous, history-making night for LeBron James in Los Angeles. With more NBA news, here's the AP's Mike Reeves. All-star point guard Kyrie Irving is being traded by the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks will send Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a package of draft picks to the Nets. Markeith Morris is also headed to Dallas in the deal. On the court, the Knicks win at home over the 76ers. Here's correspondent Mike Mancuso. The Knicks recovered from a slow start and knocked off the 76ers 108-97. Philly opened up a 21-point first quarter lead, but the Knicks fought back and outscored the Sixers 32-18 in the fourth quarter. Julius Randle, a few key baskets in the final minutes, he finished with 24 points. We got down early in the first quarter, but it's a long game, and we just chipped away, chipped away, and made it manageable to have, and then, you know, it was just a battle. The Cavaliers pick up a road win. Tom McCabe has more. Cleveland went on a 26-9 run to close out the first half and never looked back in a 122-103 win over the Pacers. The Cavs starting five all finished in double figures as Cleveland wins for the third time in four games. Donovan Mitchell says he likes what he sees from his team right now. It looks great. You know, we've got to continue to play this way. You know, it's, it's like I said, we got seven or six games left in the break and it'd be great if we could head up 
uh, they're in the right direction. Other NBA winners are the Raptors, Timberwolves, Magic, and Pelicans. I'm Mike Reeves. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. You can follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, Twitter, and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. In English Premier League football, a 26-year-old Nigerian striker was named man of the match after a big performance over the weekend. Prince Nesta has that story and other highlights in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sonny. Nigerian striker Kelechi Hianacho scored a goal and set up two to help Leicester City register a 4-2 away win against Aston Villa in a Premier League clash played at Villa Park. Tottenham's hitman Harry Kane also netted his 267th goal, breaking Jimmy Griffiths' record in the process to become Spurs' all-time leading scorer. Kane's goal earned Spurs a vital 1-0 win against Manchester City, who trail leaders Arsenal by five points after losing games in a row in the Premier League. Spurs are currently fifth on the table with 39 points. The Italian head coach Antonio Conte was absent during the match after undergoing gallbladder surgery and was replaced by assistant coach Christian Cellini who shared his thoughts on the match. A great performance for all the team and all the staff. We know we knew very well that was a, a tough week without Antonio and everyone... Uh, push himself in another level all the week and the player follow us uh, and we are happy for them, for the club, for Harry and for Antonio as well because uh, he was uh, so uh, he lived this situation uh, in a special way because uh, he's uh, far from us and it's uh, not it's um, not very well at the moment so the tension he lived before the game uh, could create some problems, so he has to stay calm. And but now we we spoke with him, and he's, he was very happy for for our winning. It was a great great game. City manager Pep Guardiola also assessed his team's performance. Well, we started really well. Uh, they didn't cross, I think, in the halfway or just once. And we we concede a goal. We give them like it happened in two weeks ago. In in Etihad and against the team is easy. We tried. We cannot expect with this physicality, well-organized team to create a lot of chances. But uh, we had our chances, uh, and unfortunately, we could not do. And after the transitions, when we lose some balls in the same positions, it's more difficult. Goal scorer Harry Kane also reflected on his record-breaking moment. You know, when you look at the names who have been here, and um, that's Jimmy Greaves to, to overtake him, one of the best strikers to ever play our game, and. Um, yeah, I'm just extremely grateful and, you know, like I said, look back in over, over the years and my first Premier League goal uh, at the old White Hart Lane against Sunderland and then the years just go by so quick so I just try and take it all in and um, I'm not sure I've fully done that yet but my friends, my family were here and 
to do it at home in a 1-0 victory was just uh, the perfect place to do it. That's Harry Kane sharing his thoughts after his record-setting goal against City gave Tottenham victory in the Premier League. Arsenal blew the chance to move eight points clear the top of the Premier League table. After going down by a goal to nil against Everton at Goodison Park, thanks to James Tarkowski's second-half header, the win marked Everton's fourth league victory this season, and they now lie 18th with 18 points. The Gunners, whose stellar performances this season have fueled talks of a first league title since 2004, currently lead the standings with 50 points. Gunners boss Mikhail Ateta reviewed his team's performance. Yeah, a really tough match. We knew that uh, before we came in, especially with the circumstances of the match with the new manager and the, the style of play they had, we knew it was going to be tough. Um, I think we started the game pretty well and controlled the game. After 20 minutes, we started to lose a little bit some control and started to play a little bit the game that they want to play. Um, we had loads of the ball, but we lacked that purpose and quality in the final third to generate many more chances. And um, and after, yeah, when I said peace is what they do, um, you can see that. And then they slowed the game down. They do that really well. And um, and we were struggling to, to come back in the game. That's Arsenal manager Mikel Ateta assessing his team's performance against Everton in the Premier League. Goal from Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford helped Manchester United secure a 2-1 win against Crystal Palace in an entertaining match played at Old Trafford. The win lifts the Red Devils to third in the table while Palace remain 12th. Football legend and Crystal Palace's French manager of Senegalese descent Patrick Vieira shared his thoughts on the match. Disappointed with the start of our first half. I think we defended well, we were quite well organised, but when we managed to win the ball, we couldn't combine together. We lost the ball a bit too quickly in the first half, and it was much better in the second half. He is United's tactician Eric Ten Hag's assessment of his team's performance. Of course, when you are uh, with 10, uh, and play sent off, and then quickly after 2-1, uh, then you have to battle for, uh, for the win. And the first 70 minutes was all ours. I think we dominated the game and we played really well. So a big compliment for the team. Uh, a lot of energy and they played really well in possession and in a defence transition. So I was really happy with the game. That's Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag sharing his thoughts on his team's victory against Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Joel Matip, Ruben Neves and Craig Dawson recorded their names on the score sheet. Azul secured a 3-0 win over Liverpool at the Molinex Stadium. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp refused to make any excuses after his team's third straightaway league defeat. Obviously a horrible start, two goals which um, cannot happen like they happened, but we all witnessed it, it happened. And we are 2-0 down for because for our own faults, uh, mistakes, because um, I think both goals we should have we should have defended better, but it's a little bit, uh, I think we were passive in that period in, in the whole formation. That's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp assessing his team's loss against Wolves in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, seven-time Ballon d'Or winner Lionel Messi and Moroccan star Shraf Hakimi both scored to help PSG secure a 2-1 comeback win against Toulouse. The soccer great now has 10 goals and 10 assists to his name this season. The win moves PSG on to 54 points from 22 games 
eight ahead of second place Marseille, whose unbeaten run came to an end after they lost 3-1 at home to Nice thanks to goals from Gaetan Laborde, Sofian Diop and Algerian forward Bilal Brahimi, Eden Zigrova, Remy Kabeh and on loan Everton midfielder Andre Gomez were all on target for European hopefuls Lille, who secured a 3-1 win against Hene. Lyon also boosted their chances of European qualification with a 3-1 win at Troyes, thanks to goals from Bradley Bacola, Ryan Cherokee and Alexandre Lacazette, who netted his 16th goal of the season. And finally, in the Spanish La Liga, leaders Barcelona went 8 points to the top of La Liga after beating Sevilla 3-0 at Camp Nou. Second place Real Madrid also suffered a setback in their bid to retain the La Liga title after suffering a shock one defeat at Mallorca. Reporting for the sunny side of sports, I'm Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Senegal, which lifted its first African Nations Championship or Chan football trophy over the weekend in Algiers, Algeria. After 120 minutes of scoreless football, Senegal defeated host Algeria 5-4 in a penalty kick shootout. Now, Senegal is also the reigning Africa Cup of Nations champion. And while the two tournaments sound similar, this seventh edition of Chan is for home-based players. That is, footballers who compete in their domestic leagues in Africa. Taking a look at a few of the awards handed out after the three-week competition, Algeria's Ayman Mahihus won the Golden Boot after scoring five goals in the tournament. Another Algerian, midfielder Hussam Mrazige, was named the best player at Chan. And Senegal's Papesi was named the tournament's best goalkeeper. He had five clean sheets in six matches. Now let's go to Abuja, Nigeria, where Samson Omale joins us with a package of African sports news. It's barely five days before the 2023 ICC Women's T20 World Cup gets on the way in South Africa. This is the first time South Africa is hosting the Women's T20 World Cup, an occasion which will take the profile of women's cricket in South Africa and the continent to new heights. A total of 10 teams who are participating in the tournament have been divided into two groups. Australia, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh and New Zealand alongside South Africa are in group a and england ireland pakistan and west indies alongside india are in group b hilton morang is the head coach of the saravka women's cricket team i think for us yes it's been group prep but then especially after the way we started against india in the tri-series and the momentum was good it was a great upward curve and the good thing about the team is different players on different days put up their hand to make sure we get the required result and we could it allowed us also to rotate the the squad and give everyone an opportunity to play, especially in those conditions which we anticipate in the World Cup that we might get. And, and overall, uh, I think it's an exciting time to be uh, involved in women's cricket and uh, we're hosting the world and 
uh, momentum proteas are ready to go. And now to athletics where Edwin Kibet of Kenya on Saturday emerged winner of the 2023 gold label Access Bank Lagos City Marathon after returning a time of 2 hours 14 minutes 06 seconds to claim the $50,000 prize money. Ethiopian runner Dikeba Tafa came second in 2 hours 14 minutes 54 seconds while another Kenyan Bernard Sang came third in 2 hours 17 minutes 14 seconds. Kibet after the race said the humidity made the race a little bit tougher. It is very high here so I tried to run my best not to see the time I, to, to, to run the time only to finish and to, to maybe to win the race. In the women's category it was an all Ethiopian affair as Almanish Guta won the race for the second time in 2 hours 40 minutes 42 seconds to repeat her feat in 2018. Yurisa Kebene Chala came second in 2 hours 40 minutes 42 seconds while Naomi Mayo who came third at the 2022 edition maintained her sport in the position with 2 hours 40 minutes 56 seconds. Elsewhere in Kenya, two-time world and Olympic 1,500 meters champion Faith Kipyogan won the Siakwa cross-country held at the Labu village in Eldoret, Kenya. The Kenyan leg of the World Cross Country Gold Tour event brought athletic stars from across 16 countries and saw the peerless Kipyogan take victory in 33 minutes and 50 seconds. I've enjoyed myself starting the season with the cross country and I said yesterday this is my first race and starting of the season 2023 and it was really quite good. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa. African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. VOA Africa would like to hear from you. Send us a text message or a voice note on WhatsApp 24-7. Leave a comment, request, or send us a greeting. And you could be hearing your message on VOA Africa. Simply dial the international code plus one, then 202-258-3076. We are always happy to hear from you. The number again is international code plus one, then 202-258-3076. VOA Africa. Your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment, and music. Sporty greetings. This is Chairman Christian Chuku, former captain of National Team Green Eagles, former coach of Super Eagles, former coach of Kenya National Team, former coach of the Safa of Lebanon. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. The new Nigerian Coaches Association, or NCA, is appealing for support from both private and corporate sponsors in hopes of sending coaches abroad for training. The association was created in Asaba, Delta State, Nigeria, in November 2022. Iron Mike Mbonye asked NCA President Gabriel Opuana why was the association formed? One of the reasons why we formed the association is uh, for all coaches to 
come together under one umbrella to speak in one voice and uh, do things in common, both home and abroad. Not just Nigerian coaches, not just coaches based in Nigeria, but coaches based overseas, any part of the world, as long as you have the love for Nigerian sports and commitment to be one of uh, Nigerian's coaches. Another reason why we formed the association is to provide opportunities for Nigerian coaches to be exposed to trainings overseas and within. Because I don't know if you remember, in those days, the country Nigeria used to send uh, coaches to, depending on your sports, they sent some to Bulgaria, Australia, Germany, and some other countries. Talking about training uh, Nigerian coaches, what plans do you have to train these coaches to give them exposure so that in return, they too will come back home and train athletes at home? We intend to source for funds from corporate bodies and individuals and uh, uh, also whatever we're able to get from contributions, levies, fines from our associations, you know, put money together and uh, send our coaches out there for training. This used to be a tradition in those days. The ministry used to send coaches out for training and by the time they come back, they look fresh, refreshed with new ideas that uh, they can impact on the new, on the young athletes. So we don't want to wait for the government to do that since they have not done that in a while. And um, that's the more reason why we're going to be seeking for sponsorships here and there, um, talking to individuals, corporate bodies, everywhere to see whatever we're able to raise. Just as uh, people want our athletes to improve, we equally want our coaches to improve because once the coaches get that exposure, they improve on uh, whatever level they are. The end result will be the better training of the athletes because with athletes, it's what the coach gives to them. If they get, if they don't get it right with the coaches, they will never get it right when they are out there. So we want to expose our coaches. Like I said earlier, we don't want to wait for the government. We want to perform on our own to send our coaches out there to train. Coach, there are some international events scheduled for later in the year and one of them is the African Games to be hosted by Ghana in August. What has been the response from corporate bodies, organizations, or even individuals to your request to source for funds to train these coaches? In view of the fact that there is a major international event in Ghana, D.C., and also, if you can remember, there will also be the Paris Olympic Games next year. Don't forget, this association just... Uh started not too long ago as i speak we're still in the process of getting certain things done which i don't want to let out here for certain reasons we are working behind the scene to make sure we have a good result to have an end result that will favor this at least and nigeria in general before now we never had an opportunity to get all the coaches together to work together and then come up with ideas on how to 
transform our sports in Nigeria. But with the birth of this association, a lot is going to happen. Not just the All-Africa Games and other competitions coming up this year or next year, or subsequent years. As we grow older in the field of wanting to train our coaches, we'll do well in uh, subsequent competitions. That's Gabriel Opawana, the president of the Nigerian Coaches Association. And Coach Gabriel spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from New York here in the USA. Sporty greetings. This is Sunday Olise, former captain and coach of the Super Eagles of Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. In African athletics, South African distance runner Herda Stain is looking forward to a big year. She competes at both the marathon and ultramarathon distances. In this sunny side of sports, encore feature profile from Johannesburg, Darren Taylor tells us more about the South African athlete. 1989 course record, Gerda Stein, the first athlete in history, female athlete to break three hours and... Gerda Stein wins the two oceans marathon for the third year in a row in April last year. In 2019, at the age of 29, Stein became the first woman ever to clock less than six hours in the Comrades Marathon uprun in the South African province of KwaZulu-Natal. Some of the world's best ultra-marathon athletes compete in the race that's run between the cities of Durban and Pietermaritzburg, a distance of almost 80 kilometers, almost 50 miles. Less than two years later, she became South African marathon record holder with a time of 2 hours, 25 minutes and 28 seconds recorded at the Tuscany Elite Marathon in Italy. In so doing, Stain smashed a record that had stood for more than a quarter century by more than a minute. It's been such a great journey that I've been on. I sometimes still wake up and think, I don't know how on earth this happened, but yes, it's been amazing. Amazing is the right word when considering Stain first pulled on a pair of running shoes in 2014 at the age of 24. She was working as a quantity surveyor in Dubai and wanted to keep fit. I joined a running club and I thought I'll make friends there. It looks good fun. I started training with them and soon after that they said, well, you need to come and join us for a marathon. Yeah, it sounded all right. I thought a bit far for me, but anyway, I liked this guy. Stain remembers standing on the start line, confused. And I said to the guys, like, who do I run with? How quick do I go? I don't even have a proper running watch or anything. They said, they just go on feel and try and stick with the group and then go quicker if you can. But I ended up beating all my friends. That's how... In the months that followed, she excelled and ended up quitting her job. To start with, it was a very big decision for me. It was a big risk to take. Everything was almost settled and I was happy with my job and everything. But I thought to myself, I'm very young. And I'm not looking at it as um, leaving my job to become a professional athlete or changing jobs to professional athlete. I was more looking at it as I'm taking a chance. Stain returned to South Africa. There she demonstrated such talent that she was competing in the Tough Comrades Marathon. Less than a year later, she finished 56th. 
the real change came really in my mind because for the first time I actually thought of myself as someone who can actually compete and compete with the best and after that comrades marathon in 2015 everything else was second and running for me it started taking over everything the next year 2016 she placed 14th and the athletics world started noticing her in 2017 she was fourth stain didn't run the 2018 comrades because of injury she did however compete in the two oceans a race across cape town and she won Shortly after her victory she received an invitation via email to take part in the New York marathon. So of course I was on such a high after the win. To start with I thought it is a joke or it is like wrong this must be spam or something but it turned out to be for real and I was so humbled by this and so overly excited. In her first appearance in New York she finished a creditable 13th Stain surprised herself by beating quite a few East African runners, the traditional favorites in marathons. The next year she finished 11th. This year she thinks she's capable of a top 5 placing. In 2019, Stain won the Comrades to complete a remarkable and rapid rise to the top. She competed in the women's marathon at the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics. ending 15th out of 88 runners two of her major targets this year are improving her previous showings at the London and New York marathons stain was 7th in London in 2020 this year she wants to be on the podium for the sunny side of sports i'm darren taylor in johannesburg thanks darren And that wraps up the February 6th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA Sunny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.